one. Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Join me, as always, my partner on the Shankly Sessions, Dino. Mo Salah. Absolutely. This is the best central defence you'll find on any YouTube channel without a shadow of a doubt. But let's get into this. What a week we've had as Liverpool fans, eh? Does it get any better than this? But the team could certainly get better because not exactly two of our uh, our standout performances. I know we beat identical first time they've lost in two or three years over in the you know, in the one day Metropolitano, whatever it's called, and to, to do that to Man United yesterday, like and everyone's kind of putting the putting it down as how bad United were. I'll gladly take that if we can be United five 0 with United playing like that. Imagine what we do to teams when we when we play well. If if rival opposition are putting that down to how bad United are, can you imagine what we'll do with the good teams when we play well? So I gladly take that. I take that even more as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing I'd say as well, even top teams like us need two <coughs> need two extra training sessions a week, so it's not too bad. Um, nice week off now as well. Let's let's go through first of all. I mean the Atletico game. Obviously, was an interesting game to say the least. Um, we kind of let them. We started off very strong, of course, but then we let them drag us down into their dirty, filthy way of playing. Um, but came out on top in the end, and um, with a real good win. The first win there, I think, of forty European toys, I think it was, yeah. and also the first time to lose in the Wanda in. Did they say three or four years or something like that? I think it was. I think it's 2018. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I know it's yeah. I know it's over two and a half years. Um, but that that in itself, like, because I, w- I was asked twice before that game what my prediction was, and I said I'd be happy with a score draw going there because you don't know what you're going to get going there. You know what I mean? They could go there, fly out of blocks and dismantle you. They have the players there, like their squad, even the... Mm. the more even so, some of that like the second so-called second string that would would ne- necessarily be playing every week. They're they're more than capable to come in when they're called upon. You know the atmosphere there is electric. The fans are really really loud. You've got Simone who's an absolute maniac. He's a petulant maniac, but he's an absolute maniac. Um, and I love I I love that side of Simone. You know you, every time the camera kind of panned back and he was in shot you could see him roiling up the crowd but you know credit where it's due to go over there um, especially you know coming out of blocks and getting two goals ahead and we like two two phenomenal goals um, really really <coughs> well built up Naby's goal Naby Cantona again with the first time volley um, you know Mo doing Mo things and then for them to get back into the game, we were so sloppy for their two goals. Joel looked a bit lost. Um, Virgil looked a bit all over the shop for the second goal. He was caught. He was caught out. We didn't know whether to go or come back. Um, you know, but to, to to grind it out, I know it was a penalty that got us the winner. But we really bit down and we we ground out a win. Um, you know, the the sending off agreement does help, but. But still, they're more than capable with ten men at home to to do a do a job over anybody. So, very very happy. Three wins out of three in the Champions League. 
as the weeks are going by, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, not someone. I'm, I was surprised at first, but now I'm not, not shocked as how well things are gone because maybe this was. I'm not a huge believer of faith and all that kind of stuff. You know, you wouldn't necessarily catch me talking about my grandmother always telling me what's meant for your past, your boy, and that kind of thing. That will always stick with me. But maybe this was meant to happen with this squad that the club turned us from doubters into believers. But now people on the outside have gone from believers to doubters because the money's not being invested into the squad. And it's kind of the exact same team. We've got rid of the deadwood, but we, we've when we lose players, people are thinking, right, here we go. Now, there might come a time in the season where we do come un- unstuck, but come here, if anybody's more than happy with this exact squad, you know, with no new faces doing a job, it's, it's fucking me. You know how much I love the front three. You know how much... I've invested in Jordan Henderson now. You know how much I love the boys at the back. And like as much as you'd like to see the big faces coming in, and I'd imagine that next season we will see them coming in. But, you know, if this is the final hurrah before FSG do pump money into recycling the squad, you know, if we can win a league title or a Champions League with this squad again this year, I think this will be the sweetest success we've had on the Jurgen Club. Yeah, absolutely. Lads are playing out of their skin at the moment. Let's get into the United game, obviously, which was, you know, billed, obviously, as the, you know, the better rivals, the biggest game in Premier League history, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, turned out really to be a stroll in the park and basically a training session, didn't it? Turned out to be the biggest training session in the history of Liverpool Football Club. Actually, I heard, actually, I heard a real good description of it today. It was a training session in the first half and a cool down in the second half. Like you, you, you think going five nil up and then Pogba coming off. I really, not that I ever fear for Man United. You know, when I, it, it is very, very sweet to see Man United struggling. You know what I mean? As as much as I felt for Ole when he was walking off the pitch, because you knew what was coming from left, right, and centre from old teammates. You know, there was nobody that could defend them after yesterday. But when it went. 5-0 and then Pogba got sent off and then I looked at my brother and I was like Mane still has to come off the bench here like you could see that Jorgen probably got the message across to the boys other than Andy Robertson because I don't know whether you've heard the clip or not where when he scored we scored a fifth he lets Aurora everybody saying keep going keep going let's be ruthless here but I reckon that Jorgen got the message across to the boys that look we don't need to overdo it here you know, the massive, massive game next week. Every game is massive now, but, you know, the, Chelsea is coming into a little run of fixtures where they have to play the big boys. You know, Man City are already behind us. It, it may only be a point, but we're, we're at a time now, we've played the most teams out of the top six than anyone else. We've played Leeds, we've played Chelsea, we've played Man United, we've played Man City. We haven't lost to any. You know, we're coming into the good, the good form, the good momentum. Um, get the Preston game out of the way. A few of the boys will have an evening off and then the, the Brighton game next week. You know, what I think there's two games before the international break, is there? Yeah, I think we've Brighton and... What's the other game? I can't remember what the other fixture is at the moment because I'm focused on the Brighton one because me and you are heading over for the Brighton yeah. game. Um, but just, just like, as, as I said about not bringing any big names in and having 
we always talk about how well Liverpool play when they're playing constantly, when it's week in, week out, you know, and the Champions League games in, in the middle. The way we've been playing, like, there has been games where we've played outstanding, but there's been games where we haven't played necessarily well and we still got the wins. Um, you know, to give the boys a break now, going into that, can you imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like in Anfield next week? I'd like to think now, I've always been highly critical of home games on a Saturday at three o'clock if it's not against one of the big teams. I'd like to imagine that the roll-on from yesterday will be that the atmosphere at Anfield on Saturday is going to be electric. It has to be. You know, there's a lot. I think, what, four or 5,000 away tickets sold yesterday. Mm. So you imagine it's going to be 51,000 at Anfield on Saturday. So that's 47,000 who weren't there yesterday who want to go in and, and let it be known that, you know, how, how excited, how happy they were to get that done yesterday. So, yeah, like you said... Training session in the first half and a pull down in the second half. It's mm. yeah. well, Spe- speak- speaking of Robbo, when I was doing the ratings last night, I was giving him an eight and I said, nah, I'm going to give him a nine just for getting up in Ronaldo's grill after that. Basically, assault on Curtis Jones. How, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> how small did Ronaldo look of a little boy when Virgil came over and just tossed him away with his chest? Yeah, it was like you petulant little prick. You know, he should, in my opinion, he should have been sent off. You know, the intent was there, kicking the ball through him like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, just on the the Pogba sending off as well. You know, to not even see if Keita was all right after he got the red card, the smugness on his face walking off the pitch. You know, with no no regret whatsoever. If that had finished 10, 12 nil yesterday, I would have reveled in it. Because you know you'd always show the type of character that's involved in that squad when things don't go their way. I.e. Bruno, the bad tackle on Cordes Jones in the first half, at the end of the first half, the Ronaldo kicking out at Cordes, Pogba. Like if if Keita's leg is on the ground there yesterday, he was kind of slightly off because he'd already put a bit of momentum through the ball. If if Keita's leg is standing on the ground there, that's the snapped in half. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think. When I went back and I looked at it, I think it was it was him sending a frustrated message to Soldier, and Keita just happened to be the victim. And we've seen this before with him towards the end of the Jose era and stuff like that. You got the yeah. same thing, just that petulant, don't give a damn, go on. And that's his way of sending a message because he can't send it any other way because they tried to beat us yesterday at our own game, which is the press. And like, Never, ever, any teams out there, and this is like a little bit of advice because we're Liverpool fans, never go against Liverpool against the press because we'll destroy you every time. We are probably the best team in the world at the moment in terms of the press. Yeah, you look at you look at the, after the game on Sky Sports, I actually felt, since Gary Neville stepped into punditry of a lot of respect for him, you know, there has been times where Liverpool wouldn't have necessarily had a game go their way. And you can sense that he revels in that. The same way you seen Carragher yesterday from Salah's toward giving the old fist bump in the in the mm. the gantry. And and that's okay. Yeah, hundred percent that's okay. At the end of the day, Gary, Gary Gary Neville's a Man United fan true and true. Mm. Jamie Carragher, sometimes a question is he Liverpool true and true. But it always tells. But I felt for Gary Neville yesterday because you could sense he was really trying as much as he, he was completely honest about it. He, he he really wanted to kind of put an arm around Ole and say, look, this needs to be done, that needs to be done. But one thing that, that sticks out what he said was, 
this Man United team, the the last thing that they could ever they can ever do, and the last thing that they they should have tried yesterday was try and press Liverpool. They don't have it in them. There isn't enough pace. I think he played Rashford thinking that you know having that little added bit of pace because he is a quick player. It was a bad move starting Rashford yesterday. He's too back after too too early back after injury. In my opinion, we talked about it with Ted. Matt should have started there. Um I wouldn't have been shocked if Sancho had a start. It's the big name player in a big name in a big game like that. Every decision he made yesterday was wrong. You know, Harry Maguire is apparently playing with an injury. You need to take him out of spotlight. You know, he needs a break for two or three weeks. The concern for United, not necessarily Liverpool, because they don't give a shit, is the run of fixtures that they have. These players can't get taken out of spotlight. They can't be taken out and saying, look, it's not being going great for you. They have to, the only way they're going to get through this is when if they dig deep in themselves mm. and they try and find light at the end of the tunnel because it's not going well for them at all. Well, we do like to break records. Especially so, Mo Salah. Give, give us a rundown of the records from yesterday. Um, <clears throat> Mo Salah, first player in Premier League history to score a hat-trick at Old Trafford. Um, Mo Salah, 10 games consecutively scoring a goal. Uh, first team to win back-to-back games with a margin of five goals. Mo Salah broke Didier Drogba's record and is now officially the greatest African player uh, to ever grace the Premier League. Sorry about you, Ian. There's no more debate. He's the GOAT. Them two goals he scored for Chelsea helped him on his way, but he got there in a the Liverpool short. Uh, first player, Liverpool player, to score in three consecutive games against Man United at Old Trafford. Um, what, what more do you need? There's, there's no superlatives for this guy. I'm, I've been blessed, as you have, more, more so you. You've seen Daglish, you've seen Russian as prime, you've seen Keegan, you've seen all the boys doing it. Um, I tell you what, when I'm when I'm old and grey and I sit back and look on my time as a Liverpool fan, to say I've had the privilege of watching Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, Fernando Torres, um, Suarez, Suarez, and then this fella, this fella's the best of the bunch. This fella's, hands down. Jamie Carragher said it last week. When the time comes and they talk about the greatest Liverpool team ever of all time, this guy is 100% going to be in it. It's absolutely phenomenal. And And I said it a few times, when we signed Mo Salah, we all kind of sat up and thought, is this what's going to win us a league title? And I gladly put my hands up and say that the humble boy tastes ever so sweet as the weeks go, boy. The guy is on another planet. Absolutely. 15 goals and five assists in 12 matches. When you talk about a man who's, who's overall game has developed. <coughs> I mean, oh, just... and one, another one. Jurgen Klopp being the quickest manager in Liverpool history to get to 200 league wins. You know, that's the man we, we, we've mentioned the names before who has played or managed Liverpool. Everything about this guy, you know, is everything that Liverpool fans love. You know, it's it's hard to imagine where we'd be if this this guy hadn't came in or if FSG had went down the line of an Ancelotti or God knows who else, but you know, it's it's just an absolute pleasure. It's mad to think now that every week records are being broken. 
Like it's just, and and you know, just, you know something. If this was Messi at Barcelona, or if it was Ronaldo at Real Madrid during those days, this would be world news everywhere. I the started this about three weeks ago. I don't know whether you remember that at the end of a podcast, and I said I told everyone to shut up, and I said Mo Salah, name a better player than Mo Salah in the world right now. And ever since then, it's just been on the. It's, it, everybody's talking about it. You know, Lewandowski, unbelievable player. Uh, Erling Haaland, unbelievable player. Mo Salah is tearing some of the best defenders in world football to shreds. You know, he's sending he's sending some of the biggest names to ever play the game to get to get him some halal chicken and the Liverpool echo. And he's doing it without breaking a sweat. The, the happiness in him yesterday when he scored, the happiness when Naby Keita scored yesterday. Like, it, it's everything... Seems to be coming full circle. You know, we're only nine games in, and Chelsea look unbelievable. And Man City, you know, God knows when when teams are gonna gonna crack, and God forbid it's us forced. You know, everything seems to be coming full circle in this in this team, and I don't want to speak too soon and all, but you know, I'm excited to see what comes of this because it's it, it's outstanding. This has blown me away. I at the start of the season, I was probably the biggest critic critical Liverpool fan under the sun. And me and you had fallen out and I'd had goals at people who have been close to me because I, I'm really that emotional and like engrossed in being a Liverpool fan. Mm. And it kills me to think that people such as FSG are just milking what they can out of the club. If we go and do the business this year without any money being spent, this is Jurgen Klopp's greatest achievement, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, as I said at the end of the transfer transfer window when we spoke, I said, this is the squad that we have now. You have to trust the gaffer. You have yeah. to trust him. You can't <coughs> clap at all. I know some some in the fan base were questioning him and stuff like that, but you cannot question him. Like he's just anything he touches is gold. Um, yeah. Let's get into the fixture update. Some revised fixtures in the last week. Everton away Wednesday, December the first, eight fifteen. Um, that's an Amazon game. Um, near- <laughs> we can- big Sambi in the hot seat for that, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> San Benitez Newcastle United at home Thursday December the 16th 8pm on BT Sport um, Hold that breath we may be there We could be alright absolutely Tottenham <clears throat> away Sunday December the 19th That's interesting now that's that's only three days after that game isn't it at 4.30 that's the Super Sunday on Sky Sports yeah, 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 Down to London for that. but the only, the only thing is with that Noel is everybody's playing playing the same amount of games around this time it's not like we we've three games in a week or whatever. Everybody's going to be doing it. And as we said, the last couple of years, when we go into December, that seems to be when we play our best ball because you've got the Champions League, you might have a League Cup game and then you've got the Premier League games every every three or four days. So the only worry is there's some big, big games there. Everton away, Newcastle at home. I think that'll be an absolute tragedy for Newcastle, if I'm honest. Spurs, Leeds at home, Leicester away and then Chelsea away. Um, the three games after Christmas are going to be usually telling, you know, as how is the season is going to go. Because I think we after the Leeds game we lose Mo, Naby, and Sadio. Is it? No, is it we, no, the... we don't leave. We don't actually lose them until after the Chelsea game. Believe it or not. Really happy days. Yeah, so, yeah. They, know, they were due, them... they were due to fly out January the second, but they'll fly out now the third because of the game moved. Very really happy days, happy days. So. 
yeah, look, come here, you have to play all these t- teams twice. It's not like it's an unfair advantage. Me, personally, I, I'd rather get them out of the way early, which we have, you know. So, like, we're looking good. Um, get pressing out of the way. I'm looking forward to the Preston game. Some, mm. some guy is going to get a run out. Um, I'm really looking forward, forward to that. And then, yeah, Friday morning. I'll see you in the airport at 5 a.m. Yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be an outstanding title race, but four has definitely become three, hasn't it? Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, well, hold on, just get the table up here now. Um, they're eight, they're eight, they're eight points always, off Chelsea and seven points off us now. Great, it's always great to revel in the misery of Manchester United, and I don't want to rub it in too much in case it's a case of you got carried away in cocky and Liverpool have a little fucking period where they yeah. they don't do much, but. Brighton's not going to be an easy game on on Saturday, you know. They're for them the table, yeah. They're for them, <laughs> yeah, for them. <laughs> but like as bad a season as Spurs are having, they're sixth ahead of United. You know, it's you're looking at the table. The table is it's absolutely crazy at the moment. Like you think if Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City win at the weekend, and West West Ham, obviously we're playing Brighton, Spurs, and United with the drop more points. You're already getting more than three point gap. The gap is there, yeah. and it's starting to pull away. And if it continues going the way it is going, like can West Ham like be a mainstay and continue the great form, which is great to see. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but like, can those teams, Brighton, West Ham, you know, you'd like to think that Leicester might get a bit of momentum and get get a bit of a run going together now. Everton. Not worried about them whatsoever. The, the pressure on Man United will tell now in the next two or three games. So you, you mm. could be looking at the end of November and there's there's already a runaway train with the top three. Like yeah. if you're a manager of anybody outside of Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City, you've really got to be looking and saying, probably down to Brentford in 12th and saying, you know, if we can get a bit of momentum here, you know, the sky is opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. massive opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I just looked at those fixture changes there and I was thinking, could we do a four there? My missus watches this podcast and she hears you talking about four days. I'll be fucked out of the gaff before I even see my son again. I'm thinking of flying into Liverpool on the 16th and flying home <laughs> from London. We could do our Christmas shopping, couldn't we? I've not money through Christmas shopping. I started Christmas shopping at the end of August with the miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. Um, I'm just thinking out loud there. Just before we get into player watch as well, can we take a moment to appreciate that beautiful cream kit? No, I thought you were going to take the words out of my mouth there. Can we take a moment to appreciate that pass from Jordan Henderson? Oh God! <laughs> oh my Lord! Yeah. If that had to finish 5-1 yesterday and that was Bruno Fernandes making that pass to Ronaldo to score to make a 5-1, the consolation goal, I think that'd be on the hour every hour on Sky Sports. Mm. There's been such a silence from the media today. It's been frightening. Can you imagine the United had it done that to us yesterday? Yeah. There would be an outcry from people we don't even know in the football world saying Jurgen Klopp has to go. There'd be flames it's- coming out of the ticker bar on Sky Sports. Yeah, 100%. It'd be still breaking news now, over 24 hours later. But um, yeah, that cream kit. We were in town today. My missus was like, oh boy, for you for going over on Friday. Do you think I could get it anywhere? So uh, 
first part of call after the Shankly Hotel for breakfast on Friday morning is the LFC star in Liverpool one. And uh, who knows? I might get get I might go uh, what's the word? Um oh, someone says before, I might get my own name on the back of the on the back of the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. Thirty six years of age with your own name on the back of jersey. Yeah, but we expect feel, to walk out and get a clatter off you. We feel good after that win. We'd nearly get shorts and socks and everything, wouldn't we? At this stage, imagine us. I get the get the the pair of wigs. Imagine. All right, calm down, calm down. <laughs> um, let's get into player watch. Trent celebrating five years <laughs> as a senior player. What a journey! It's mad when you look back at that game against Hoffenheim. He looks like a fucking baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a like it's five years now. Where the fuck has it gone, man? It's mad. Like it's, it's mad. everything is just it's mad how quickly time goes by when a team is being successful or yeah. when it's on the precipice of being successful. Mm. You know, you you look back at the when Trent came into the team, Emre Chan was around, Catinho, mm. like how far we've come on. Like you look at the squad when he first came into an all and you know, future Liverpool captain just signed a new contract. Probably will stay there forever. It's just unbelievable looking back on the on the journey he's had, as well as the team that he's been a part of. And what a time for him to come into the team. You know, a young lad, homegrown young lad coming into a team that's not doing well. You know, you get thrown under the bus. Is he good enough? Is he old enough? Is he ready? It's the pressure of playing for your home team. You know, telling is it too much for you to come in and become one of the best right backs in world football? Mm. Um, just to, 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 you, you know, you, you look back at over the years, we've we haven't really been blessed with world class right backs, you know. Um, Steve Finnan was kind of underrated, Marcus Babel played out there, Jamie Carragher was fucked out right back. Um, yeah, just for trying to come in and but imagine by the time he's finished playing for Liverpool, he'd probably be the mainstay in the greatest ever Liverpool eleven, you know, at, at right back. But mm. what a journey he's been on. And just behind your head there, you see the two boys, um, you know, onwards and upwards. Yeah. I, I, I reckon the biggest trophy he's chasing at the moment is the armband. Hundred percent coming. And I can say there's no doubt about it. It's coming one hundred percent. A little too early now. I think Virgil will will eventually get it. Mm. Um, no, but that's still a lot of time there. One thing I love with, with, with the Liverpool team at the moment is we know there's a clap, uh, captain's, uh, like a clap, captain's federation there. You, you know that there's five or six players, you know that the, the captain's armband is tossed about between. Um, I think everybody's kind of held it at this stage. Steve Aparigas had the captain's armband at this stage. Um, but I always talk about, you know, leaders. In a team without a captain's armband, um, you know everybody's really stepped up this season. Everybody stepped up. You that 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 Ronaldo incident yesterday. It wasn't a case of Andy Robertson was over there wagging the finger of it. Everybody, everybody was back in was back in Cordes. You know what I mean? Every, it's all for one now. The the one the one part that people might have missed. Did you see when Canate arrived <coughs> on the scene? They yeah, all ran. <laughs> if you watch it again, if you watch it again, when Fernandez comes over trying to protect him, right? Have a look at Robbo on the background having the little pull on him and Bruno yeah. turning around. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Robbo's standing with that. 
it's amazing to see it. We nearly have a, and even Allison got involved. We've 11 captains on the pitch, really, haven't we? At times, it's unbelievable. Like, they're all in there, you know. So, it's fantastic to see Jordan Henderson on his analysis on the game yesterday. He says a big step forward, the old Trafford triumph. Um, yeah, great um, words from the captain, wasn't it? Like, acknowledging the, the, the feat that happened yesterday. Great words from the captain who hasn't necessarily been at his best this season. Um, you know, Naby having a couple of bad performances, other people having a couple of bad performances, it kind of takes the spotlight off the likes of Jordan Henderson or Virgil making a couple of mistakes or what have you. But um, I thought I thought Jordan Henderson was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Real captain's performance, you know, winning the ball, the ball back for... Salah off Pogba in the middle of the park and then that ball through to Salah for his hat-trick but you know every win is a massive step forward but for that that team and how the how the season has been outlined without any like reinforcements you know giving the young lads a chance to come through into the team you know Harvey Elliott has to come back you know that team yesterday was without Fabinho was without uh, Matip was without Sadio was without Thiago was without Harvey Elliott um, <clears throat> Milner coming off injured um, just Keita coming off injured you know what I mean that that I always talk about confidence instilled in a team like the, like the more you win games you know the confidence to have the start of the season we've had we've played the toughest of the lot we've had a, we have the toughest group in the Champions League not necessarily playing our best week in, week out. That that win yesterday has this like signify pronounce the word for me, will you? <laughs> the, the significance of yesterday going forward, you know what I mean? It, mm. it is a huge step forward. It's an absolutely phenomenal step forward. You imagine the buzz in the camp this week, mm. knowing that there's a home game coming up. And on paper, I know we owe and we owe Brian one from last year as well. So especially with us going over, if we get a clean sheet and a win by two or three next week, you know what I mean? Going into the, the return leg of the Atletico game, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm absolutely fucking buzzing for, for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Jorgen Klopp on the 5-0 win, as he always says, we continue to create these historical moments on our journey. What, a, also what said, a statement. He also said that at halftime, he told the boys they had to play better. Never happy, <laughs> is he? I fucking love that, man. Um, I, is that a, is that as, as much about the performance as it is about the location and the team we were up against? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you cut the the fist pump. You know, at the end when he does the three fist pumps, did you see? Did you see Allison walking off doing them with yeah. him? Like this, <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? They just love the cam- him, don't they? When when the camera was when the camera was on Jorgen as he was walking off and the Liverpool fans were starting to boo. And then he, as the camera was turning away from Klopp, he ran at them with the fist bump. And you can see all the players just turning and looking at him and smiling and laughing. But then you see Neil Jones with the camera from the, the, the journal gantry, Mm. And you, you see Jorgen running at the fans, but then you just see Alison behind. Yeah, him. Alison's like this. <laughs> fucking <man>. brilliant. Everyone's just, it must be unbelievable. Imagine the, the balls going back into the dressing room yesterday. It must be just a joy going into training every day as well with the setup and all the f- yeah. fantastic facilities. Even, you know, shout out to Pep Linders and all. Like, <laughs> fantastic training and being coached by these guys, you know. Um, incredible. 
Um, Mo Salah on the big win. He says it's the stuff of dreams scoring 10th, his 10th uh, game in a row. Such a selfless man as well. There's no nothing egotistical, egotistical about this guy at all. It, it's crazy. A year ago, people were talking about he doesn't look happy at the club and he's not celebrating. Seems like the happiest player under the sun right now, doesn't he? You you look back on that Naby goal and have a look at Mo celebrating it. Everybody kind of just celebrating amongst themselves. Mo was straight over to Naby, all over him like a rash, like they just won 227 million in the Euro millions. Um, he seems to be celebrating every goal with a smile, the badge on the chest. Came out during the week, talked about he wants to stay at Liverpool till the last day of his career. You know, the ball is in FSG's court. But look, we're not going to get into that now. We're going to talk about Mo Salah as Mo Salah. To score that many goals consecutively, to have the record he has already this season. We talked about last night. Like, if he continues the way he's going, knock on wood, hopefully there's no injuries or bad form coming. Um, I, I think he's on the way of breaking any record ever set in the Premier League this season alone. Um, but... What, what really stuck to me last night, Noel, after the game was his interview when he said, the main thing for me is I'm always trying to help the team win. He's so selfless that you can see it in this guy. He knows he knows how good he is, but you'll never tell. There's no petulance, nothing. This guy walks his bollocks off for the cause. Um, he, also, he also turned around and said the only option for this team is winning. Which he is said a, last a fantastic year, statement. When things went going well last year, he spoke about never giving up and trying until the until the like the very last whistle. And, you know, we got Champions League football, and he was one of the main reasons why we did. Um, and to come out of the blocks the way he has this season, but he made a statement there a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, he's going to give everything for success in this team. Everybody looks fucking happy now, now. Everybody, you know, I was a bit iffy about what way Sadio would, would be having been dropped yesterday he's obviously going to start next week I think um, I can't see Mo being you can't drop Mo in this form it's just other lunacy to yeah. even think about it but every everybody looks happy now and the main thing for me is Mo Salah looks happy they're you all know, feeding when, off this huge positive energy around the club at the moment it's amazing to see and, it like. and it's fucking it's, it's just crazy to think where it's came from because we were all kind of demoralised when the transfer window closed, mm. thinking, what, the, what what is actually going on? Like, And then the talk about Mo and the new contract, but then all the new new contracts started being signed. And then I think it was Neil Jones or Dominic, um, Dominic King that was saying that with FSG, it's definitely next summer that the money is going to be put into the squad to rebuild. Mm. If we were to go, I don't want to get carried away, if we were to go and win a league or a Champions League, and rebuild on that with the money generated from success from this season. Who who was needed to come in and, and make this team better? Kunate is obviously going to come in and be a mainstay. Virgil is in his prime. Jordan Henderson, we thought, was going to leave. He signed a new contract. Naby, he had a bad game the other night against Atletico. Jorgen said yesterday, there was no doubt in my mind he was starting. You know, he was having an outstanding game until that first goal for, or the second goal for Atletico, you know, was outstanding yesterday until the, the, the challenge from Pogba. Trent has put the bad form behind him. Everybody was on his back. Andy Robertson is 
got a new lease of life. He's playing in a different position uh, uh, in, in the Scottish team as well to um, coin. He's adapted into that role as well. He's not getting as many assists as we like in the Liverpool team, but, you know, Andy Robertson is Andy Robertson. You're happy. You, what, you, what you get is what you're happy with because he, he never stops. Um, the boys up top, Jota scoring yesterday. Um, Jimmy Milner coming in and putting in a shift. I know he picked up an injury yesterday. We're not too sure of how how long that's going to be or how serious it is. Bobby with the hat-trick uh, last week, you know, everybody's just on fucking flying form. Like, it's, mm. I don't want to get carried away, but it's hard not to get carried away. Yeah. Yeah, when, when so many records <coughs> are being broken and the casualness of putting teams away and stuff like that at the moment is, is incredible, you know what I mean? And I mean, let, you know, let's not be dismissive here. I mean, that's a very good Man United side if yep. coached properly and if set up properly. Um, but just, I think, tactically, player was... I think everything that could go wrong for them, yes, they went wrong. And I think we just coast the trail. We knew what to do. The gaps opened up and we just took full advantage. On another day, we might have missed a couple of them and it might be a different game. But we're just on fire at the moment. All over the pitch are on fire at the moment. Keita, touch wood, hopefully it's not too serious, the injury, you know what I mean? But the tail boys behind me there are absolutely on fire. Everyone's on fire. Everyone. Allison, Allison as well has been outstanding when he's yeah. being called upon. Mm. Very, very, um, very, very, good the improvement in, in everybody this mm. season has been tenfold everybody's took it up a notch but just on Allison, you know there's been a couple of games where he hasn't been even like broke a sweat you know but there has been times where he's like there was a couple of times yesterday some outstanding saves mm. you know on another day Ronaldo puts a couple of them past them everybody's just took it up another fucking notch I'd, I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in in uh, in the Liverpool camp at the moment because uh, you know it's it's telling how happy it is. I've always touched on the end of the storm documentary and you see the happiness in the squad at that time. And I did say during the summer if we can get anywhere close to that within ourselves, you know, the glory days will will follow soon after. And that that seems to be the case. Yeah, at the moment it's a very different level that we're operating on. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, as always, my friend, a pleasure. And we roll on now to Preston on Wednesday, I think it is, isn't it? Preston on Wednesday. And then we roll on then, me and you, over to Liverpool with the boys. Six of us heading over, plus Lee from Limerick. Shout out to Lee. Limerick and Lee and his papa. Limerick Lee and the dad coming over to join us over there Are as still well. still getting those tattoos, Noilish? We may get them. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, until next time, this has been your Shankly Sessions on the Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Sessions Shankly. You can catch us there on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier. And we will obviously audio versions of the show on Spotify. We will talk to you again real soon. Cheers, bro. Take it easy, my man.